All right. All right. Oh. All right. We have a few seconds before, well, 30, a good 35, well, a minute rather, sorry. Um, before we go in there, good morning to everyone on Facebook. I apologize uh, for squinting, seeing the glasses, but thank you all for joining us this morning. As you can see, I'm joined by two special guests. Uh, Mr. Jimmy Bomfer from Arkansas State University. And we'll get into a more formal introduction in a moment. And Ms. Lori Smith, uh, or Mrs., I'm sorry. Mrs., but that, that's fine. Mrs. Lori Smith from St. Bernard's um, Medical Healthcare. You want to say medical center? Um, St. Bernard's Healthcare. And again, we'll get into more formal introductions in just a moment. But we're going to be talking about an event that's coming up uh, next Friday. And to you all, if I start coughing, please just keep <laughs> keep talking. <laughs> um, we want everyone to register. Um, registration is still open, but again, we'll get some more details as we go along. We're about to go on air here very shortly, so stay tuned. Hold on, if you have any questions or comments, um, I will tell you it's about the diversity in action. I keep wanting to call it a seminar. Is that would that be? Um, calling it a conference, but yes, yes, in Madara, okay. that, that's fine. Also. Okay, conference. Uh, so we would love for everyone possible to attend. It's via Zoom, so you really have no excuse not to attend. Um, you don't have to get up and get fully dressed to, to attend. Oh, here we go. Good morning, everyone, and happy Friday to you. You're tuning in to Community Conversations on KLEK 102.5. If y'all, please forgive me for the delay. I'm running my mouth, but not watching the time. I am joined by two very special guests today. We have Mr. Jimmy Bumper, who is Administrative Specialist uh, at the Office of Diversity on the campus of Arkansas State University. And then we have Mrs. Lori Smith, who is the VP of Human Re I'm sorry, I just also just said quick. Is it Human Resources? Yes. Yeah. At St. Bernard's Healthcare. But I'm going to let them give more formal introductions of themselves and tell us how long you've been in those positions? Um, maybe what are some of your day-to-day -day duties? And then we're gonna jump right into talking about the diversity in action conference that's coming up. So good morning to you all. Good morning. Ladies first. Jimmy, ladies Are first. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. This is how we roll here. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for having us both this morning. We're really excited to get to be part of uh, your broadcast this morning. So thank you for that opportunity. Um, yes, my name is Lori Smith, and I'm the Vice President of Human Resources here at St. Bernard's. And so um, my responsibilities um, aren't just for the hospital here in Jonesboro, uh, but also really the way I describe it is anything with the St. Bernard's logo on it. And so that includes all of our many different clinics, from the first care clinics to Clopton Clinic, um, the Heart and Vascular Clinic, all those different entities, uh, the Health and Wellness, the Fitness Center on Matthews, um, as well as our rural hospitals that we partner with. So that's the hospital down in Wynn, uh, which is Crossridge, St. Bernard's Hospital at Crossridge, and then um, the Five Rivers Hospital in Pocahontas as well. And so I enjoy getting to uh, interact with people from all those different locations. And I've been with St. Bernard's. It'll be six years this fall. But I teased okay. that I really started uh, 44 years ago, you know, when I was born here. I, I made my grand entrance wow. at St. Bernard's 44 years ago. <laughs> um, but uh, so some of my different responsibilities being in human resources, often people ask, you know, what, what is that? What does that mean? 
And so uh, we're responsible for supporting our staff all the way from joining our organization when they get hired until hopefully one day they retire and exit our organization at that point. So that uh, involves, you know, helping them to be hired into the position that they are most interested in, um, making sure that they're getting the training that they need, um, that they are feeling engaged in the organization. So we have employee engagement. Uh, we also have employee safety as part of our department. Uh, so helping with all those different requirements and making sure that people have the right tools to keep them safe on the job, um, as well as payroll and benefits are all done here out of this office and then um, employee relations. So if they're struggling with a situation with a coworker or a, a leader or working with another department, then we're a team that they can come to and kind of bounce those concerns off of and get some guidance. So really, again, our role is just to support our staff kind of from that start to beginning, um, as well as our, our leaders. So um, I really, really enjoy getting to do that because I like, like working with people. Um, but so that, that's my background. I'm a, a local person. I grew up about 30 minutes from Jonesboro and Caraway. went to school at Arkansas State um, and got my bachelor's degree there and then went to um, William Woods University that's located in central Missouri for my master's because uh, that's where I was living at the time. I'm not a healthcare expert, so I will not ever pretend to be that. Um, so I started out from college in manufacturing and worked in HR manufacturing and then went into telecommunications. And then again, I've been at St. Bernard's here about six years. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And before we go any further, Mr. Jimmy, um, we have some comments in the Facebook live feed. And okay. Mrs. Shamal Carter with CRDC I uh, would like to partner with you, Ms. Lori, for a um, resource fair in July. So uh, we'll make sure to get awesome. you his contact information. Yeah. I want to say oh. good morning to everyone else that is watching. Ms. Linda Johnson-Frazier, S.R. Robinson. Um, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Shamal, for that information. So, all right, Mr. Jimmy, without further ado. <laughs> yes, good morning, all. Thanks. I want to thank you again for having me. This is awesome and a privilege to be here on your radio station here today. Uh, my name is Jimmy Bumper. I work here at Arkansas State University in the Multicultural Affairs uh, Center. Uh, my job uh, title is Administrative Specialist slash Office Manager. And some of my day-to-day duties, is, of course, is encompassing uh, office management. Uh, just promoting the diversity, and I work with students here uh, on campus under representing uh, students, underprivileged students and whatnot. You know, to get the word out and to spread the diversity and inclusion, we have a great office here and uh, a great group of students that come in every day. I got a great boss I work for, Dr. Allen, who's training me up to be the greatest office manager I can be. But I enjoy really working here because uh, it promotes diversity throughout campus and how we connect with the community and the programs and organizations that we work with here on campus. So I'm a native. I was born uh, where uh, Ms. Ms. Smith works. I was born in Mars Hospital. And, and well, I'm, I'm not going to tell my age, but some years ago, uh, I, I joined this state after I recently retired from the military. I uh, went through the Jonesboro Public School System, from East Elementary all the way to Jonesboro High, and worked a couple of years uh, within the communities in the customer service business. So I really love the customer service business. To, so that's why I love working here at A State in the diversity section here in the uh, multicultural affairs. So I went into the military for about 24 years, and I think I'm telling my age, but 24 years in 1992, retired and was hoping to get back to Jonesboro. Um, 
uh, here at A State and work for or for an organization that serves the community. And this is the best way I've found to do it, especially working in an office that promotes diversity and inclusion. So that is it's been awesome working here. Um, I'm working on my resume and get credentials like my counterpart here, Ms. Smith. Uh, and, and, and educate myself. I'm working on my master's degree in uh, business administration. And because all of the students here, and like I was telling you guys earlier, and all the people that I work with here and network here within a state, how, um, how encouraging they are. And just to see these young students of all different colors and religion and background and races uh, and uh, better themselves and, and educate themselves it inspires me to uh, better myself. So this has been awesome. This is office, office uh, excuse me, this is an awesome opportunity to get opportunities like this to speak with the public in the community. So like I said, I'm a native of Jonesboro and I've been happy to be back here after 24 years of leaving. And I'm happy to be a part of this. And I love being a part. One thing the military taught me is being a part of something that's greater than yourself and overall mission. So I'm glad to be a part of A-State. And thank you for having me. Thank you all. And so I'm glad you gave those detailed backgrounds because that can help tie into our discussion at, okay. about the Diversity in Action uh, conference that's coming up. So yeah. let's tell everyone the date uh, and the time of the conference. There is a fee attached. So please, we'll make sure to provide you the link so that you can go and register and pay for that um, fee and attend. But let's go ahead and get into the conference first day of time and then give us some details. <laughs> and who would like to go first? Sure, I can do that. So the conference is like uh, you had mentioned earlier, it's a week from today. So that's Friday, June the 18th. And it's from 8.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. And the cost is $25. Um, they can all be paid for online through the, the link. Okay. And so let's talk about what diversity in action, like what does it look like? What does it mean um, in the state that we are in across the nation? Let's say across the globe. Sure. Now I don't mind to start and, and I'll let uh, Mr. Bumper there add on some comments as well. But this is our, our second event. So St. Bernard's and ASU, the multicultural department there where, where Mr. Bumper works at, came mm -hmm. together uh, last year before we knew everything that was going to play out last year, you know, in our country and across, across the globe. So that first event was in February of last year and started planning on that in 2019. And really the intent of that event was to focus on awareness, to bring more of an awareness to our local businesses and schools and workplaces about why it is so important to value diversity and to value those inclusion efforts to help everyone feel included uh, where they are at. And, and it was a great event. And But as we started thinking about what do we need to do this year, of course, decided to do virtual because we started planning. We didn't really know what the state of COVID would be in our community at this point. But we felt like what was more important now, um, there has been lots of awareness you know, that has taken place since then, you know, both positively and negatively. Um, what, what can we do about it? No matter where we're at, no matter what our own personal situation or background is, um, now that we have a little bit more knowledge and awareness, 
What are things that we can do to make the world better, to make our communities better, to help support, you know, one another? And so that's what we decided that the focus of this event event should be about and how to have more open conversations, um, because this requires a lot of difficult conversations that uh, many of us don't really know you know, how to, what to say and are worried about, um, you know, hurting feelings or whatever. And so instead it's about how to have those safe conversations to help each other and support one another. Okay, okay. Mr. Jimmy. Yes, uh, Ms. Smith uh, said it all, awesome. Uh, yes, I, I'll second that. Uh, to me, diversity is action is what, what we promote here in the uh, multicultural affairs every day is creating a welcome and inclusive environment for all, you know. And like Ms. Smith said, having those con conversations, whether they may be uncomfortable or not, uh, uh, getting those issues out that other race people and different people who have different differences may have, coming together and discussing. That's one thing I took from the military. Yes. loved about the military is so diverse. Uh, and I was so happy when I got this job in this office that promotes diversity and our mission, our mission statement is to promote the welcome environment and the diversity and including, including, including all, excuse me. But um, I enjoyed the military. It's what it, it taught me to accept everyone, to, to uh, promote, uh, quote unquote, happiness for all, inclusion. Uh, rejection hurts. So when we promote the diversity and inclusion, it helps helps people uh, feel that they belong. So yes, I second what Ms. Smith said. Have nothing else to add to that. That's, that's awesome, yes. Now I want to um, add this. Um, oftentimes when we hear the word diversity, you know, people automatically think race or ethnicity, but diversity spans across the spectrum. When we're talking about gender, um, sexual identity, and it doesn't matter what your beliefs are concerning men, women, sexual identity, um, what other, whatever someone else's intersectionality is, they still deserve respect. Um, the same way you require respect. And so, and then there you have people with disabilities, uh, people with mental issues, and a, again, a variety of things that makes us diverse as a people across this nation. We're just gonna stick to the US, across this nation. And so diversity looks at, well, it, to me, that means looking at someone, receiving them where they are and being inclusive including them um, in whatever's happening and making the appropriate accommodations um, to make them feel welcome and comfortable in that space. Now, conflict will rise. I mean, that's a given. However, it's how we choose to deal with it that makes the big difference. But I'm gonna stop talking and I wanna get into some of the speakers. Um, we have about less than 10 minutes in this segment. So let's get into the first speaker right now. <laughs> Jimmy, you want to take this one and I'll take the next one? Okay, great. Yes. Uh, get into the speakers. Mm -hmm. Let me yes. go back up. Pull up my, what's it called here? Yes, we have some great speakers coming um, for uh, our event, which is awesome. Uh, I've never met either one of the speakers. I've read up on their backgrounds. Our first speaker is Dr. Brian K. Hodgkins. He's an assistant professor of in educational philosophy and leadership at Texas Tech University. He has a great background. He has a lot of knowledge when it comes to diversity, a lot of experience uh, uh, on that, on those topics. So we're ready to, so excited to hear from him. And our second speaker that we have is uh, Dr. Faye. I, I 
help me out, Ms. Smith, I'm, I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. Dr. Faye, how you, how you say it? Co-Sharon. Co-Sharon, there we yes. are. She's a clinical uh, associate professional at, in management of University of Texas at Arlington. So she also has a lot of information and experience in uh, diversity and inclusion. And finally, our last speaker is Russell, Russell Schaefer, Schaffer. He's a senior director of global culture, diversity and equity and inclusion at Walmart. So we have some great speakers with some lot of experience and that's, that's over 25 plus years of experience that these uh, uh, gentlemen and lady has to bring to this conference. And I think it's gonna be a great event once, once we get uh, to hear what they have to say. And I hope a lot of people are listening will attend this event that we got coming. Thank you. For, know, for, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, go, please. I was gonna say, thank you for giving that overview. That was perfect. So when we started um, trying to work on our speaker selection this year, what we were focused on was making sure that we identified individuals that had experience coming up with tips and strategies, again, about how to put some of these things into action, not just people that had researched it and studied it, but had actually done that before. And then hopefully people that some of us had had some kind of a connection to, because you're always nervous when you select speakers if you've never met them before, you know, how, how is this going to go? And so, as Jimmy said, we're super excited. Um, the first speaker, as he was describing, Dr. Hodgkins, um, actually, Dr. Allen, that uh, is, is Jimmy's leader there at ASU, she has a personal connection to him and, and knew his background. And so besides his role there at the university um, that he teaches at there at Texas Tech, he has um, his own consulting type business where he is working with schools and um, like cities, local cities and police departments on covering topics such as how to um, put together actions actions that you can take to help reverse racism and some of those types of things. In the school settings, besides working with um, leaders and teachers, he even works with families, parents, and gives suggestions on how to, um, you know, how to prepare your children for some of those uncomfortable situations they're gonna find themselves in. Um, he's been a, a published author of lots of different research, but also been out in training these individuals. So that's um, one of the reasons why we're so excited about having Dr. Hodgkins with us. That next, I'm glad you, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I'm glad you mentioned a part about children. We often leave our children out of discussion. We, it's almost like we expect them to just do as we say, follow our lead. But are we always providing the best example for our children? Are we allowing our children to express to us what they experience on a day-to-day -day basis? We're not at school with them. You know, we're not in their little social circles all the time, so we don't know what they are experiencing. And so we need to start bringing our children into the discussion, to the fold. And I'm glad that he has that experience on how to incorporate children. Sure. And knowing, too, what's, what's age appropriate. I think we all probably um, struggle with that this last year with everything that happened in our country. You know, you don't, you don't want to not talk to children about that because depending on their age level, they need to have an understanding of what's going on and what others that they are spending time with or are dealing with that they may not even know about. Um, and so I think that's uh, some great tips he's going to have for us, like you were just saying, because we do need to include them um, with what we say and how we act, but also listening and knowing, you know, what's, what's age appropriate, what can we do with that specific age group? So I know as a parent that that's hard. Stuff. And sometimes, um, you know, I thought my family did a good job of that last year. And then we were talking about 
um, some recent events and realized they, they had no clue what we were talking about. They'd completely missed some of that last year. So uh, specific to the um, Mr. Floyd's passing, I thought we did talk through some of those things and clearly we didn't or they had forgotten. So we can all use some guidance with some of that for sure. Yes, ma'am, indeed. Um, I know we're going to get ready for a break about two minutes. Sure. So I don't want to get too deep into the other speakers and, you know, yeah. their backgrounds. But I want to bring this up about, um, I know this con this conference doesn't focus specifically on biases. However, when we discuss diversity, we have to also include that, that bias piece, or at least think about it, because we each view life through a different lens based on our experience. Mr. Jimmy, you were in the military. You yes. have a whole different life experience than I have, you know. Yes. I grew up in a rural area, like very rural. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. I view life differently than someone who may have grown up in a city or metropolitan area. Mm -hmm. And so, again, our education backgrounds are different. Yes, I have, you know, two degrees, but my my education is different from your, even yours, Ms. Lori. So, and Ms. Lori, based on your, you know, what you do, nine five, it's still, we have different experiences. And so because of that, in our family dynamics, we view life differently. That doesn't make us inherently bad people or it's just, that's just our life experience. And that lends itself to our day-to-day -day interactions with other people. And so sometimes we have to check ourselves just to make sure mm -hmm. we're being inclusive and understanding and empathetic of other yeah. people. So yeah. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> that's, gonna, uh, that's great to bring up. And that was part of our conference last year um, was mm -hmm. recognizing that we all have some biases, even though we want to say that we don't, yeah. we really mm -hmm. do. And so um, our speaker last year recommended going online and taking those implicit bias tests that okay, Harvard yeah. has for free. And so you can just go online and Google um, Harvard implicit bias test. And there are these online assessments and you can take those based on, um, you know, your feelings towards different races, ages, ethnicities. It covers lots of different um, abilities or disabilities, but it really opens your eyes up to some of those biases. Because, again, we all have them, but we need to know what they are so we can work towards, you know, overcoming them. All right. So I'm going to put a pause right there. We're still going to be live on Facebook, so those on Facebook, don't go anywhere. Those of us on air, you might want to jump on. We'll be right back after these announcements. Okay, so we're still live on Facebook, but I want to continue that piece you were talking about. And Mr. Jim, if you have anything you want to add to that, um, as mm -hmm. far as the biases and things of that nature, please. <laughs> well, only thing I would add is I, I appreciate, uh, appreciate your uh, excuse me mentioning my military service. Yes, uh, when I was in for 24 years, that's one thing I learned and I've learned it from my mother uh, before I got in, my, my father and uncles, uh, not to have biases. And i learned quickly in the military why you shouldn't have biases because there's a lot of different people from different backgrounds that serve in our, our great military service and I was in the army. So yeah, I learned that quick and I, I met a lot of people, a lot of different races of people, different backgrounds, different ideas and values. They was taught from home or church or whatnot. So I, I, I thank you for mentioning my military service. It, it really taught me the man, uh, made me the man I am today and, and opened my heart uh, from the uh, moment I left Jonesboro, this small community. It was the best thing to happen to me to get into the military and see different things and meet different people and have and meet all different types of God creatures, so uh, racist people. 
So yeah, it's biases uh, and military is no room for that. And I'm glad in a state is no room for that. I see that in our environment here every day, and the people I work with and, and uh, Ms. Smith, she can uh, uh, confirm that with her organization too as well. So yeah, I appreciate you mentioning that, but yeah, it's 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 awesome being here part of a state. Though. Alrighty, um, Ms. Lord, you mentioned earlier about uh, age. That's one of those intersections that I did bring up before, and I usually I'm a so I have a sociology sociology degree, so I love all things um, study. I love studying people and how they interact and why some we we'll never know the why. <laughs> <laughs> I love trying to figure it out, but age is another another one of those things, and I'm sure you're. I'm not, I'm, saying, I'm not gonna say I'm sure, but you may have encountered, um, not you yourself, other people that work with you being discriminative, discriminatory against people of different ages. You know, oftentimes we tend to say they're too young, they're too old. But what is the right age for certain things, you know? So we all have to, again, check ourselves at times and stop trying to put people in these little boxes and just look at them as people and where they are and what they're capable of and assess, do an assessment and go from there. So we're going to go back on air here very soon. Um, so I want to take, I don't want to get too deeper in our conversation. Um, for those of you listening on Facebook, thank you. We'll be, hold on just a moment, please. <laughs> right. This is awesome. All right. Welcome back to Community Conversations. I'm Kaylee Kay, 102.5 FM with my special guest. Mrs. Lori uh, Smith from uh, St. Bernard's Healthcare and Mr. Jimmy Bumber from Arkansas State University from the Multicultural uh, Center, uh, no, Multicultural Affairs, <laughs> sorry. Okay, and so we're gonna continue our conversation about the Diversity in Action Conference coming up next Friday. It starts at 8.30. Um, you do have time to register. Uh, tell people when the registration cutoff is, please. So we've extended the registration cutoff to, I think, yeah. is it, Wednesday. sorry, is it Wednesday? 16, yeah. 16 June, yes. Thank you. So we've got a little bit more time, but we just, yes. we, we can't, we don't, with it being on virtual and not live, you know, it's a little bit different. So we can't just have somebody trying to jump on. They won't have the information if they wait and sign up, you know, on a Friday morning. So yes, the deadline is Wednesday, June 16th. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. All right, we um, have a comment. We want to say good morning to Ms. Facilia. Thank you for checking in. And also Dr. Um, Yvette Moore, thanks so much for checking in. So Facilia says, I took some of the tests. Uh, we were talking before we went off air about the uh, bias implicit test. And so she said, I took some of the, these tests prior to our first DEI conference. Um, after putting some thought and work into me, I then took the test again. I was so impressed with the positive changes that I saw. You can beat this test. They are really a good way to gauge progress. Well, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I think, again, we're, we've been caught up in this little bubble. Um, and I had to blame it all on COVID. But COVID has pushed us into different spaces, mentally and psychologically. And... Mm -hmm how we interact with each other. So I think this would be a great time for people to start engaging uh, who they are and then really looking at their life from a wider lens. Mm -hmm. uh, so. <laughs> All right, so can we get into our uh, next, our other speaker? And you have any more information on some of their experience 
and what they can bring to this conference. <laughs> sure, I'll be glad to do that. So we talked about Dr. Hodgkins before the break. The next uh, speaker we're going to talk about is Dr. Faye Koshera. And um, some people in our community may know um, Dr. C is what she likes to go by. While she is also teaching in Texas right now, she's at the University of Texas in Arlington. Before that, she was here at Arkansas State University and taught in the College of Business. Um, so several of the HR classes and other, um, you know, related courses. And I cannot remember the years that she was there, but I would say it was probably around like 2010 to 2016, somewhere in the year. So she's still got quite a following in this area of people that love Dr. C because she did a great job connecting with her students and mentoring them, and connecting them to, to jobs. But she's got an interesting background. I know some people in academia, you know, come straight through school and then go right into teaching at the college level. Um, but she actually did that later in life and started out in the business world first. So what helps her in terms of our event and what we're trying to accomplish, she worked for a division of American Airlines for several years. Saver was the name of that company. And um, when she was there, she got tasked with helping with some diversity initiatives, even though that wasn't originally the main portion of her role. So while she was at Saber, she designed and implemented diversity-related corporate strategies, including mentoring, succession planning, and diversity training for all of their employees. And um, that was many, many years ago. And she said how that all started was an employee there at Saber, an African-American female employee asking, you know, why are there not people in leadership roles in our company, you know, that look like me? And so that's what opened the eyes up there at that organization and allowed them to kind of head down that road in terms of focusing on diversity inclusion. Um, So she's got her background in terms of talking about these topics in the school setting uh, as a university professor, but also, you know, from that business setting and things that she accomplished and just very engaging and helpful individuals. So I think we'll really enjoy getting to hear um, her perspective and getting a chance to ask her some questions while she's with us next week. I like that piece about uh, diversity and management. I know that there's a hierarchy to every organization, corporation. Um, and so you, a company should strive to want their management team to be as representative as possible um, of the employee staff, employees and staff, you know, everyone under, on the different levels of the, you know, business. I know it, it may be simply impossible to have a woman, a black woman, an Indian, a Hispanic, a this, that, you know, whatever. However, at least make the effort <laughs> to make it as inclusive as possible um, without making someone else feel like you're pushing them aside because you're just trying to fill up this quote. That's not a thing. <laughs> Don't just put somebody in a position just because you need somebody in a position, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Like, choose the right person for that position, but, you know, again, try to open it up, open up the pool Mm -hmm. um, for the people to feel included, to even want to apply or be appointed, you know, whatever the case may be for a position. I'm going to pull back. I get passionate about something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what makes it so interesting. Um, And then our our last speaker uh, that we're also equally as excited about 
Um, as Jimmy mentioned, it's Russell Shaver with Walmart. And so we've not done a lot with um, Walmart before, but they have some great resources when it comes mm-hmm. to these topics because they are a global organization that is headquartered in Arkansas, yeah. which is amazing for us to have, you know, an organization of that size uh, here in our state. And so because they are such a large organization, they have their own um, division dedicated to cultural culture, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so that's a, a large team of people. And Mr. Schaefer is part of that team. So he lives up in Northwest Arkansas in Rogers and um, has been with uh, St. Bernard's for, for many, many years. I'm not sorry, not St. Bernard's. Uh, I've been at Walmart for several years, including, you know, in this in this part. We will take him here, but no. He wants to live in Rogers, I guess. Um, But he has won many awards for his work there in Walmart with that area of diversity inclusion. And um, one of the last awards he mentioned was the John D. Kemp Leadership Award for recognition of his commitment to advance disability inclusion inside corporate America. And I think, um, you know, we mentioned that topic in this call already that uh, when it comes to disability or people's, you know, different abilities, that's not something that gets focused on um, very often. And so our conference, like you had mentioned earlier, it's not just going to be focused on the racial aspect of diversity, but on gender and ability and many different topics. And so he's going to bring a great perspective to us that we've not had before in our event. And so his perspective is shaped by the fact that he has um, a visual disability And I'm not going to try to pronounce it, um, but it's a genetic degenerative eye disease that he was diagnosed with um, at the age of 10 and then led to him to being legally blind um, in his late 20s. And so he, again, he can't, won't just speak about how we can be more inclusive to disabled individuals, you know, from textbooks or seminars, but from what he's personally experienced. Um, you know, in the form of discrimination. So he's going to have some great suggestions for us. Mm -hmm. Um, I know myself being in human resources, I'm really excited about that topic because I think often when we have individuals that want to come to our organizations to become employed, if they have those disabilities that are very noticeable, we just get concerned and nervous about how to approach them to talk about, you know, what aspects of the role can you do and what aspects of the role do you need accommodations with? And so he's going to be another um, great speaker to help us with this event. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, one thing that I, um, a statement I, I've come across in my years of dealing with the condition I have is that all disabilities are not visible. And so you can look at someone, they may seem, and I really hate the word normal, but they may seem normal or you know, seem highly functioning in their capacity. However, there may be some underlying issues that you just can't see or they don't wanna talk about or they don't wanna highlight. However, they still need certain accommodations. And so again, being inclusive, having a conversation with someone, just have a conversation and open yeah. that space for them to yeah. be open with you um, can go a long way. <laughs> yes. So I'm very excited to hear these speakers. I'm going to make sure to have a notebook and a pen that's, you know, full of ink so I can take a lot of notes uh, because I am ready to uh, absorb whatever they have to bring to this conference. And again, it's next Friday, the 18th, starts at 8.30. Um, register by the 16th because there's some materials that you will receive. Um, so tell us about those materials, please. Sure. 
So um, the materials that you'll receive once you sign up <clears throat> is you'll get your instructions on how to log in to watch that Zoom to be ready. And I know many of us have become uh, very comfortable using Zoom during COVID, but not everybody has. Not everybody's been using it as much. And so that way you'll have time to go ahead and uh, download that to your desktop computer or laptop or your cell phone, and uh, maybe even kind of practice some of that beforehand. So that way you'll have that information. You'll also receive um, a digital conference booklet that goes over the schedule. So that way you know when each speaker is and when the breaks are um, and you have all that information. And then it'll also include um, the information if you're someone that's going to be able to apply for some kind of recertification credits. So whether you're a nurse, a social worker, a school-based therapist, um, an HR person, um, you know, if you need those kind of continued education credits, you're going to get the information that you'll need on how to how to do that as well. And then the links to the survey, because we love having feedback after the event's mm -hmm. over. So we know what it is that we can do differently or more of for our next event in the future. Right. I just want to remind everyone um, for those that are needing research, uh, oh, sorry, continue education credit. It's not listed how many on the flyer, but you can find, do you by chance, or you and Mr. Jimmy know how many um, CE hours are available? I believe it is three hours because each of our speakers will be speaking in, in one hour block. So we have some breaks okay. in there. That's why it's a four hour event. There's some um, introductory remarks and closing remarks, but it should be three hours of the CEU credit. Okay. And so for those of you in those fields where you need those hours, you know how, how maybe, I don't want to say hard it is to get those hours, but everyone has a schedule that doesn't always allow you to attend everything. So yeah. get those hours in where you can, while you can. Yeah. Take a quarter Friday. On and a for Friday. a really, yeah, for a really low, you know, inexpensive cost, and you don't have to travel anywhere to get that. So that's right. always a good thing. Yes. And that should be the selling point right there. You don't have to travel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. How, how many of us, you know, sometimes some people love to travel, but it's like getting to a hotel. Now you got to get up, get dressed, go to yeah. another convention center somewhere else whatever to sit for a conference for hours and go back you know so it's like you're at home just put a, a nice top on <laughs> get on the computer and get ready for this conference and all this wonderful information from these wonderful speakers that are coming and i just want to say i don't know them but thank you in advance to them for giving their time yeah. um and their energy and their expertise to um lend itself to this conference so um let's talk about what do you hope people walk away with? You know, what is your biggest, I can say biggest hope. What do you hope people walk away with? And we'll start with again, ladies first, Miss Lori. All right. Miss Lori. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said he was going first. Um, what we <laughs> hope that they will walk away with is actionable items that they can implement themselves, whether that be um, at their work, at their school, um, anywhere on their job or in our community in general. I know many of us are involved in churches and other volunteer organizations, or as you're talking about, you know, working with children in our homes, when we're getting together with our families, you know, what are things that we can do differently to be more inclusive, more supportive, 
um, open our mind to be more understanding and patient with others that we don't, you know, know their background or, or their perspective. So we want mm-hmm. them to not, last year's goal was to have them leave our event with a heightened awareness and mm-hmm. being willing to recognize their own biases and working on overcoming those. But this year we're trying to take it a step further. We want to be able to make change and none of us can make change, um, you know, by ourselves. It's really hard. We need these suggestions and a network of other people that are going to help us do those things. Yes, ma'am. Mr. Jimmy? Well, I second that. Uh, Lori said it best, uh, but I'll add a little bit more to that. But I second that. I hope people walk away with, uh, yeah, more knowledge, more knowledge to uh, look into the mirror that themselves, uh, to better themselves. And most of all, to show empathy. I think uh, working in this office since I started working with Dr. Allen and the students that we work with, the programs we work on and the organizations that we work with, uh, working and around, uh, it's taught me more empathy. You see people being empathetic to each other or their differences, or the values that they hold and, and creating the inclusiveness. So I hope people walk away with more knowledge to look in the mirror and to, to want to be a part of diverse groups, to uh, create diverse environments, to have more friends of different races and backgrounds, ethnicities, uh, genders. So that's why I hope we can walk away with just more knowledge, as Ms. Laura said. So I think it's going to be a great uh, conference, especially with the speakers that we got. Because when I read their bios, and I haven't met uh, or heard either one of them speak, but uh, they, they, they all have a lot of knowledge and they have good experiences they can share. So I can't wait to hear them speak. Because once you hear from someone that's been there, like the mil- military says, down in the trenches, boots on ground, in different issues and diversity inclusion, you know how to express that and you put your compassion in it. So I hope people take away from that. I've taken that away before the conversation began. So I'm definitely excited to hear them uh, uh, speak. So yeah, I hope they take away the knowledge, the knowledge and the, and the will to do better, yes. What I hope for myself to take away is, while I think, while I, think I have a certain mindset, and I, I think, you know, I am so, inclusive and empathetic and you know with all people from all walks of life I'm sure there's still that one little place that part of me that still needs to be worked on and I'm willing to take a mature look at it and say okay Kobila you need to deal with this and it's so it doesn't make me a bad person it just something I need to work on um I need to decide okay how am I going to work on that um what does it look like for me? Again, it looks different for every single person. So it's not about trying to make you accept somebody, but it's about being a little more open, expanding your view and yeah, letting people in. I'm just going to say, oh, yeah, this is, for those that know me, they know I have to kind of pull myself back about, again, having that, degree in sociology kind of opened my eyes up to some different things of how society works and again I get very passionate and compassionate about certain things so oh, I live awesome. in this bubble that I want to change the world I want every you know but well, let's do it again together, like, together. Let's yeah change we do the world it all together. together Auntie Jones you're Auntie Jones now yes yes we all <laughs> together <laughs> So, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. So, I'm going to start with me first, though, and then work my way out. <laughs> um, but I want to let everybody know that uh, Ms. Cecilia posted the link 
to the implicit bias test. Again, this is um, by Harvard um, University. And so I want to encourage everyone to take that, especially if you plan on attending this diversity in action conference. So maybe beforehand, you can have a working knowledge of who you are, where you, what you think, where you stand. And then you can go into this conference with an open heart, open mind to receive the new information and, you know, begin another work within yourself. So um, are any other thoughts? I don't want to take over. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, those are all great thoughts. Um, as you were mentioning children, too, you can even have, because those are free assessments, have your kids or your partner, your spouse or parents or whomever take those assessments um, as well. Because everybody ends up with a different perspective. So that's, that's good yeah. to see. Yes. Yeah. And I, I just want to mention before we run out of time that we have had some great sponsors step up to help us with the cost for this. So besides our organizations, um, ASU and then St. Bernard's, uh, we have had several other groups that wanted to get involved. Mm -hmm. So that also included um, the NAACP here in Craighead County, the Black okay. Professionals Network, um, the United Way, um, our Human Resource Association, Families Inc., Life Strategies, Encompass Health, First Security, mm -hmm. Bank, City of Jonesboro, Simmons Bank, Waddell Colin Jones, uh, law firm, the Access Group, which is our project search program here at St. Bernard's that provides uh -huh. job training opportunities mm. for people with developmental disabilities and then the ASU Graduate School. So I just want to make sure I didn't didn't miss that. And then too, they mentioned that our St. Bernard's employee group here for our African-American employees, our LEAP group, they've been very involved in helping us put this together as well. Okay, we're going to get ready to take a break okay. here soon. But I do want to mention Look at what corporations and what businesses and organizations support events like this. Yeah. These are businesses you should want to support as well because they're supporting they're supporting a conference like this. And so I think that says a lot about who they are and what they represent or what they desire to represent. So let's support those that support uh, events like this. That says a lot. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, for those of you listening on the air, we're going to still be live on Facebook, but we'll be right back after these announcements. All right. So um, I love how these different uh, organizations and companies have stepped up to say, we believe in this uh, mission. We believe in this conference and we want to support it. That's really wonderful. Yes. To me, it speaks a lot for our community. Um, you know, I think Again, just with everything that's happened this past year, people have a heightened awareness of wanting to, to do more and get more involved. And most of these organizations I just named were all sponsors last year and they saw enough value in that event last year. They wanted to jump on board again this year. So I think um, while we still have our challenges in our community and we can do better, um, there's a lot of uh, desire, you know, to be more supportive of one another. Most definitely. Mr. Jimmy, you have anything you want to add to that? I second that. Um, the organizations, I went here last year, but I heard it was a great event. I mentioned I, I've been here at A-State little almost a year in August. So but I went here last year for the last year's event. So I'm so excited to be a part of it. And to hear those uh, those uh, organizations that still support the community since I left for the military in 92, uh, it's awesome. It just reminds me of what I've served over 20 years, 20 years is being a part of something bigger than yourself. So I am excited that all of these organizations are supporting because I think it's, it gets the word out and 
more people uh, will learn more about diversity and more people will attend our conference. So, yeah. As of now, um, are you all able to find out how many people have already registered? You can find it. I, I don't know what it is, but yes. Jimmy Mike is going to friend, or he may have it. Uh, yesterday, when we was at our meeting, we, uh, Dr. Allen was saying it was, I think it was a little over 50 so far, but uh, more to come, I believe, uh, and pray for us. So, yeah, I think it was a little over 50, but I can get that exact number in just a second. But, yes, it's at least 50, 52 people so far. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Thanks. I want to say good morning to Mr. Derek Coleman for checking in. Uh, Mr. Derek Holmes is another one of those that works in the community and he believes in bringing people together as well as many others that I have encountered. Uh, but thank you to everyone who's listening, who's watching. We want to make that number 50 go up even higher. Um, again, this is virtual, so you don't have to get out of your house. Um, if you can afford to take the day off on next Friday, please, please, please do. Um, I, I just feel this is going to be really great. The speakers bring many years of experience, personal experience and expertise to this um, pro program, to this conference. And so it's gonna be worth the cost of admission as the saying goes, <laughs> it's gonna be worth that. Um, along with the other things that you get, like the booklet that you will get virtually. So you have to register early um, by next uh, Wednesday. <laughs> okay. So is there a a time cut off or like 11.59 or, you know. Yeah, I think it'd be as, as late as they need to on Wednesday. That, that's fine. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, and I'll, I'll remind, uh, our, our Zoom is unlimited. Our Zoom capacity is unlimited. And Dr. Allen, the good Dr. Allen uh, here, my, my the best boss in the world, I may add, uh, she just told me the numbers are at 68 right now. So that's from yesterday. So we, we, uh, uh, we extended that deadline, so I think that's helping. So come on in. Come on in. This is a great conference with us. Yes. And then, too, we okay. talked about with it being a virtual event, that means that the people that sign up to participate don't have to be in Jonesboro. So this is open yeah. to anyone. So yeah. if you have, um, you know, peers or, or friends or others yes. that you think would be interested that live across mm -hmm. the country, they are welcome. Yes. We, we will not discriminate. Anyone is welcome to join yeah. and participate in our event. Yes. All right, we're going back on air. All right, welcome back to the last segment of Community Conversations on KLEK 102.5 FM. My special guest today has been Mrs. Lori Smith, uh, St. Bernard's Healthcare, and Mr. Jimmy Bumper from Arkansas State University from the, uh, the Multicultural Student of uh, Multicultural Affairs. Um, and I can't say how I can't thank you enough. Um, for joining me this morning. I've enjoyed this conversation thoroughly. I'm looking forward to this conference. Again, diversity in action. So let's, for those on air, I know we just went through for those on Facebook, but for those listening on air who may have jumped on late, please run through again what, when, you know, and all the other details that they need to know. <laughs> Sure. So our event is next Friday, a week from today. It's diversity um, in action, diversity, inclusion in action. It's going to be from 8.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. on Zoom. So you can do that from home, from work, wherever, wherever you might be. And the deadline to sign up is Wednesday the 16th. So this coming Wednesday, at any point that day, you can go ahead and sign up online. 
And uh, the fee is $25, a very nominal fee just to cover our speaker cost uh, for us. But that allows you to get some continuing education credit, depending on um, your professional organization you might be in, but also just to get some great information of what you can do to make a difference in our community. All right, and I want to point out on the flyer, I've got a green, okay, so you can see it. Um, There's a puzzle, it's like pieces of a puzzle. Mm -hmm. that come together and it says implicit bias equity stereotyping cultural humility that's the big one like all of these are very major pieces that come together to make this puzzle um so we have about three minutes so we're going to (laughs) quickly go through um let's start with equity because that's one we're, we're hearing that word a lot more we're not moving away from equality, but equity is a bigger piece of that. So, Mr. Jimmy, would you like to tackle that? Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best to tackle that. Uh, when it comes to the equity, uh, people think uh, equality. So I, I guess I'll start with some examples. We've, uh, Dr. Allen, she tried to train as well. She gives good training within our, our organization office here. We train a lot on equity and equality examples. Uh, even I have to admit when I first uh, during this establishment, I had a little bit of confusion on the equity and equality. So she she trained me up and showed me some different examples. Uh, well, equality means giving everyone the same thing, whereas equity means giving people what they need to reach their, their uh, best health. So one example, uh, it was a little picture, I know we can't show now, uh, of uh, maybe three people trying to look over a fence to watch a baseball game. Uh, everybody was given an opportunity to look and watch the baseball game. But however, uh, the, the height of the people, the people that was the tallest could see over the fence. So that equity give them a ladder or something they can stand on to look over the fence to see the game. So it's like, if I explained that well, I hope I didn't. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's a good example she gave me. When I was confused, she saw the look on my face and she just presented me with that picture and that helped a lot. So I've been using it ever since. I wish we could show it. So yeah, it's giving everybody the same thing, whereas equity means... Uh, giving everybody what they need to reach uh, their best goals and their health. So I hope I didn't confuse anybody, but yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that's great. All right, the next piece, cultural humility um, or cultural awareness, <laughs> as you say, mm-hmm. Lori. Yeah, I'd be glad to take that one. I know a lot of organizations in the past, the focus was instead on cultural competence, which the way that I interpreted that term and how that's different than humility, um, the competence piece was about trying to be as knowledgeable as you could be about um, different people's cultures and backgrounds um, so that you could interact, you know, in a professional way. Um, but to me, I like the humility concept better because we're never going to know everything that we need to know. And even if we did, everyone's different. You know, my viewpoint's going to be different, not just because I'm a white female in my mid 40s. It's also going to be different based on where I grew up at and the people that influence me. And you're not going to know that about me, you know, just by looking at me. And so that cultural humility instead to me is about being humble and how you approach people and trying to, um, you know, learn more about them and not act like you already know everything that you need to know and how you behave. Yes, just as a reminder. Culture expands race, and that's the whole anthropology class that we don't have time for today. So, but again, north, south, midwest, all of that, whole different cultures. So, yes. Um, all right, so we got about two minutes. So, I want to just quickly 
have all these other kids stereotyping and implicit we we're kind of going we've gone through bias a little bit but let's talk about stereotyping very shortly um give each of you about a minute or so to touch on that and we'll wrap up <laughs> i could i'll go with a stereotyping this okay yes sir okay well you know as african-american male um i I've, I've been used to like stereotypes and whatnot uh you know this uh, the book textbook definition of uh, stereotyping is uh, a generalized belief about a particular group or class of people. For instance, I was stereotyped when some people saw me, they thought maybe I can play basketball or, or I can run fast. So, you know, it wasn't a, a offensive because person that plays basketball is really tall. I guess they thought I was tall when I'm five, six. So, but yeah, I've, I've been stereotyped before and it's just been an uncomfortable situation, but you learn to deal with it uh, and give, I'm showing people empathy. I practice a lot of empathy so I can get over those stereotypes, but yeah, that's pretty much uh, what stereotypes mean to me. All right, Ms. Lori. Yeah, I would just add on to that. that. Exactly what he just said is perfect. And that those stereotypes can sometimes make us seem better than what we really are, like being a great basketball player or not. Or it yeah. could mean that somebody's stereotyping and assuming something very negative about us just because yeah. of our, you know, our background and who we are. And that may not be true either. So that's not not fair. As an example, I know several years ago, we did a lot of training here at St. Bernard's on how to interact with millennials. Uh, but sometimes when we get into those generations, that's an easy to stereotype and just assume, well, a millennial is going to want something all done this way and a baby boomer is going to want this. Well, that's not really true. That's common, you know, based on yeah. age groups, but you can't stereotype. We are not, we're all more than in our age or our gender or ethnicity or our Southern accent or whatever it might be. We're a lot more than that. Yes, ma'am, indeed. <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you all so much for joining me today. Thank you for this information. I hope everyone possible registers. Don't let the spaces fill up and you miss out. Again, you have until next Wednesday. It's $25. You will receive some information via email before the, con the conference. And you will, for those of you in certain industry, you can get some continued education hours. So please, please, please um, don't miss out. So I want to say thank you all for watching, um, for listening. Thank you all to my guests for joining me on today. Um, and I hope everyone has a great and blessed Friday. Um, thank you all. We'll see you on Monday. Thank you. Thanks <laughs> thank for having you. us. Thank you. We appreciate it. Great day. Thank you.